In this first episode of the series, we compare living organisms to things that are not quite alive. In the second episode, I showed you the most basic divisions of life between prokaryotes and eukaryotes. In this video, we'll move through a few successive clades early in the evolutionary of eukarya. This particular sequence of half a dozen evolutionary stages occurs over a billion year period in the Protozoic Eon. Beginning in just over 2 billion years ago and ending roughly 1 billion years ago, it's rather like looking at human history, the most, ancient, the most ancient times were an age where little or nothing changes from generation to generation. The way you lived and the tools you used were the same as your grandparents' grandparents, but the closer you move to modern times the faster things change and it just keeps accelerating. Such there have been more significant changes just in your lifetime than there ever was in any given millennia in the Neolithic period. Evolutionary history is much the same way. It started out very slow, taking to a, a f to a couple, taking close to a couple billion years to even get to prokaryotes to eukaryotes. Now we are going to look at the next billion years after that. This was a time where vast algae blooms raised oxygen levels in the ocean, but not yet in the air. There were no plants or animals, nothing lived on the land and the only things in the sea were either prokaryotes or what we used to call protists. In previous videos I also mentioned how classification should always be monophyletic, but it hasn't always been that way. In the 1600s Anthony van Leeuwenhoek discovered what were thought to be single-celled animals, actually there's no such thing as single-celled animals, and are as a result by definition multicellular in contrast. Plants, fungus and algae can either be single-celled or multi-celled and they got that way independently and soon after Linnaean and Hulk's discovery anyone with a microscope could see what was then thought to be a whole new category of life. And once it was realised that moulds, algae, fungi and such were something different than plants and that protists was something else entirely then they knew that everything wasn't just a choice between animal, minerals or vegetables anymore. So taxonomists invented more kingdoms of life. Archaea, bacteria, ameliae, also known as metazoa, plantae, fungi and protista. Except that protista was created as a miscellaneous drunk draw for whatever did not fit into the other kingdoms. Now prior to Darwin, no one realised the possibility that some of these other kingdoms actually grew out of this one. There are protists that look like the primitive beginnings of fungi, and others that look like and act like animals, and others that are apparently basal to plants despite some structural rural reproductive differences in each case. There were microscopic browsing grazers, predators, parasites and photosynthetic autotrusts. Just like animals, plants and fungus on the microscopic scale, Protista turned out to be truly ancient and thus wildly diverse group. Many cells travel using ciliae, others have flagella, including a few amoebae, and those cells with only one flagella will either pull themselves along from the front or will use it to push from behind, and those unicons were the single posterior flagella are called epicinicons. Although most epicinicon cells can don't have flagella, except on their reproductive spores or sperm. The biggest changes concern the smallest parts. The initial fundamental or development structures once in place, these are also the hardest things to change. So we are unicons because our sperm cells have only one flagella, 
and we are epicinacons because that flagella pushes into their pores. The next clade in this sequence is Holozoa, which contains all epicinacons that are more closely related to animals than to fungi. This latest group I'm going to talk of in this episode is Cuspozora, an amoebic organism with a complete set of genes involved in it in sexual reproduction. This shows that Cassabazora can switch from sexual to asexual reproduction and thus places the origin of sex to over a billion years ago. These are unicellular organisms that are so closely related to animals that its genome is under study to evaluate the transition from single-celled to multi-celled. Because in the other fork, Tapakazawa, there are cannavalagellates which can be unicellular or they can exist as communal clusters as individuals. They look like modified sperm with a colourful front for catching and filtering food as a communal cluster. They look remarkably like coronazites and part of the food filtration chamber in sponges. The most basal of all animals in other animals, these cells have apparently been adapted into epithelio cells so they show evidence of cell diversification. But also, gemidogenesis, that's why they, fir- they first animals, the first animals reproduced via sperm and eggs through sexual reproduction is a feature that has been turned on and off again in some, seri- um, in some cases. Of course, coanoflagellates are also genetically basal to animals, which are their sister clade. Metazoa is the clade of animals, but there is more to being an animal than just being made of multiple cells. The other defining characteristics of an animal, um, because animals can't make their own food, they must, dige- inge- they must ingest other organisms in a digestive tract in order to survive. That's a scientific definition, at least. But if you look at it up in a colloquial, in a colloquial so, um, source, you'll see that despite the errors in common dictionaries, humans are still definitely animals. Now a lot of people have a real problem accepting that they're an animal, sometimes for religious reasons, but even the Bible says that people are animals, and to believe otherwise is vanity. So the question is, regardless whether you accept evolution or not, once you realise you came from a gamete cell with a single posterior flagella, and you've grown from that into an organism composed of millions of clades, and you have an internal digestive tract too, and roots, so that you may require criteria, do you accept then that according to biological definition, and even in the common co definitions and dictionaries, that you are an animal?